Hello, and welcome to Created For Podcast. This is Chriselle. Welcome one and all, and thank you so much. I am feeling like I'm finally back on track to do these regular episodes. So thank you for listening and taking the time out of your day to just like and follow and just hear what I have to say. And I pray that it blesses you. More than anything, this podcast is for a revelation, whether big or small, how subtle or how grand it may be. In every case, I pray that through scripture, we will finally get some impartation from the Holy Spirit to know what are we created for? What is our purpose? What is the meaning? What is the uh, ideas we have behind our actions and our thoughts? And all for it to just come into line with God. Hopefully, this will invoke some change, some reevaluation possibly, just anything for us to be more consumed with God and less and more and less daily of ourselves. And this episode in particular would be important because it is about decreasing in order for God to increase. It is about um, reflection and how can we cast off these thoughts and ideas And so I decided to title this episode, Let Go. Let Go. We are created to let go of these anxieties and worries that we have developed over time or how we could be stricken to fear um, overwhelmingly by circumstances and people and just so many things and it could become an inner turmoil for many of us. And it's time to let go. Like seriously, enough is enough. Tired of carrying so much weight unnecessarily. And I really feel like it's time for us to let go. And whatever we let go, then we make sure that we fill that place up with more of God. So we could be complete. So we could be whole in Him. That's the purpose. And so... A lot of times we could easily, you know, sink our claws into things so, so deeply because we're fearful, fearful of change, uh, fearful of what uh, others might say. We could tend to want to impress our enemies more than we want to impress God, more than we want to honor God with our lives, more than we want to glorify him. We much rather make sure that we're in the right, that we make our enemies in the wrong. We might even make them beg for our forgiveness. We might want that person to feel bad for what they said or did. We, we tend to hang on to history instead of learning from it. You hanging on to the feelings of it instead of growing in it. And it's time to let go. And in order to do that, then we must cast our cares upon God like 1 Peter 5, 7 says. Cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. And I'm actually going to go into that. It might take me a minute just to uh, go back and forth. I wrote down the scriptures. I didn't write it all out. 
I'm just going to go directly to them. These are some of the the scriptures that are going to uh, flow with with each uh, segue I'm going to get into. And the theme scripture, though, I feel will come from 1 Peter 5 and 7. And it says in the English Standard Version, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. It's something about letting go when you're able to trust the person you're giving your all to. All your demands and fears and confusions, um, worries and stress, all the decisions you need to make and, and how you need to multitask several things. It's good when you're able to release it to that person, knowing that that person cares about you, your well-being, and that can start the formation of letting go. Letting go, not just so you can release the weight to feel lighter and feel better, but hopefully learn why you are letting it go. Why is it important to let go these thoughts that you may have towards another human being or even this self-affliction you may be doing to yourself? Sometimes always just letting things slide off may not be the right thing to do in that situation. Sometimes you're going to have to confront. You're going to have to really put your back up straight, head up, and really come to grips full force with that situation, that person, even yourself. You might have to come face to face with exactly what may be holding you back. It could be arrogance and pride and and just feeling like you're old and entitled or just feeling completely angry and that rage is so intense, so intense that it really dictates how you carry on day to day, how you interact with that person, how you handle things, how you train up your children in those things. It really has more effects than you realize. It's important that we learn how to let go of self instead of trying to make the wrong right every time. Maybe it's a lesson to be learned and it's not going to be corrected immediately Um, and it might not be the other person that's going to fix it for you it may be that God is able to do it on his own and that's not even a maybe it's not even just saying a possibility it is just what it is God is able God is able to heal and restore, but there's some things we got to let go of. You know, that way you think and judge and feel towards that other person based on their past or their skin color, ethnicity, or, or, you know, things that they may have said or done to you. It can control you. It can hinder you. It could hold you back. And it's not worth it, beloved. 
is not worth it. It's time to let go of these preconceived ideas that we have worked up in ourselves. Not everybody is agreeing or lined up with how you think or feel. And it's hard. It's hard when you're coming up against someone whose ideas and thoughts are totally, totally on the opposite spectrum of how you think or feel. But it doesn't have to still control you. You can still let go, still have a behavior and attitude of love and allow God to work it out. Allow God to handle it. You know, in the scripture that I was reading, 1 Peter 5 and 7, where it's talking about casting all your anxieties, God really wants all of us, not just in part, and then we try to do what we want with the rest. No, he wants all of it. So all of your ideas, opinions, and judgments, and thought processes, he wants all of it because he cares about you. But believe it or not, he also cares about that other person too. So it's not just individual. God works grand. You know, he is he is all-knowing and all-powerful. So even with the world still spinning and the rate that it needs to and the sun setting and rising and all the Uh, things in the atmosphere is all lined up perfectly it still goes on while he meets your need God is unstoppable and God is greater so understanding that the God of the universe of heaven and earth God of all creation cares and that's a humbling thought that God who is in control of everything has a part in your life if you allow him to. Your life and others. So it's about letting go. And if you need to take a deep breath in, hold it for seven seconds and breathe out nice and slow. And repeat that if you need to a few more times. And you'll start seeing that your shoulders start sinking down. Start feeling more at ease, more at peace, more comfortable. And now it's time for the work. Think about how your influence is impacting people around you. Is it for the glory of God or is it just for yourself? What is it that you need to cast? And in the Bible, the word cast, it means really to throw. But not just to throw like like your thoughts towards God. Throw it with a view set in mind that you have determination that God is going to handle it. However he sees fit. It's this determination like, like there's purpose with it. You're not just aimlessly casting, moving forward your ideas to God for God to fix it. It's more of your, your, your set to give it to God and in turn for you to be obedient to whatever it is that in that moment he's going to reveal to you how to act, how to talk, how to read his word um, with, with openness and faithfulness, trusting in him because God is faithful and God is just.
And so it's it's moving forward, but with a determination, with a with a readiness for God to move in such a way that it's going to it's really going to heal you. It's truly going to restore you and hopefully help you to no longer think the same way you've always thought. Maybe there is a better way. And we must cast our ideas to God. It's time to let go. You know, it's, it's oftentimes where we want to compete with one another and be better than the next person in our work ethics and the way we raise our family and the way we uh, minister to one another um, and the way we wear our clothes and do our face or, or we judge for those who rather, you know, have a high-end house and car and clothes and you feel like you're better because you don't rely on those things. There's so many things that we could compare ourselves to others and there's this sense of competition where we either outdo or we think we're better and we pass judgment on one another. And it's time for us to let go. You know, there's been so many times I held on to things because I thought people should have done it this way. I felt very strongly. That's God's way. What is wrong? I had to learn. Let go because that's their path. Whatever life God has has guided me in and directed me in is for me. The lessons I've learned are for me and opportunities for me to pass those lessons on is for others, but it's not to demand that they reciprocate it exactly the way I'm expecting it to be. I have to just release it and then however it comes out, it comes out. Because I am not the author or finisher of anybody's life. I am not in the judgment seat. God is. God will handle. I know my convictions. I am daily seeking God for correction, for the rebuke. So I can repent, so I could turn away. I want to seek God with my whole heart. I want to be in the presence of God. I want the hope that is everlasting with confident expectation that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all I ask or think. That's things that I have settled in me, but I can't have expectations like that for others. All I can do is hope. Hope in this podcast, hope in my life, hope in my marriage, hope in, hope in just my purpose that I can share whatever God is showing me, share an experience, share in the lesson, and then pray. Everything else is up to that individual. I can't control it. I can't change it. I can't try to fix it and correct it and make it right. God does that. I have to let go. Completely let go. It takes time. It takes forming the habit. It takes that. But it's so worth letting go because you're not burdened down with trying to be everything for everybody all the time. 
You are created as an individual the way God has it set up for you. It's not going to be exact. Now, there's similarities that I would have with another person, a person would have with me, you know, with some upbringing, you know, we might have some similarities, we might have some, some same wavelength of thinking, but not everybody is exact. There are differences. We are a peculiar people. You know, we are intricate in many ways. We are complex, each and every one of us. And so it's important to let go of these these ambitions we have for others and really seek God with our whole heart because God is trying to reveal things into your life. You could share it, praise God, the blessings, the provisions of God, which is awesome. But know that everybody is going to handle things and and deal with things in many different ways. And we can't control the outcome. God is in control of all of it. So how can we cast our cares upon the Lord? And there's uh like four ways I will just deal with and the first one is call on him the second one is trust him the third one is give it to him and the fourth one is rest in him and these things I actually saw while I was um wanting to really teach on letting go these four things I saw online and I, I just looked at those four things and I was like, that is so perfect on how to expound on it with scripture. And so uh, we will go ahead first to 2 Samuel and chapter 22 and vo- uh, excuse me, verse 4. And so uh, this is the call on him. You know, when you cast your cares upon God, first you must go to him. You must believe in him. You must seek him. So in order to cast and move forward these thoughts you have and ideas and with the determination I was talking about, then we must first call on God is the first step, not on the spouse and not on a friend and not on, we must go directly to our source and that is Jehovah God. And so second Samuel 22 verse four says, I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. Beloved, when you call upon God, know that he is worthy of all Praise, honor, glory is due to him. God is good and faithful. He doesn't have to answer, but he decides to out of the love of who he is. He is love. He is hope. He is a God who listens and and sees and knows. So he's not so far off that we can't go to him. We have direct access. I oftentimes become frustrated with myself because I don't take uh, the opportunity of such a great privilege as 
going to God as much as I should. It is a work in me that is a constant, a constant a struggle at times in my life because I want to and sometimes I don't. And it frustrates me because I know how much God loves. But then, yes, I grow lazy. I grow, uh, I procrastinate. I, I just kind of go along with the day, instead of taking the time, we've all done it. None of us have arrived. So we all are not constantly travailing in the presence of God, but it is of the utmost importance for us to do that. Cause God is ready, God is available, God loves. And so, It's a reminder always by being in the word of God. Yes, God, I thank you. Because I could call on you, you can save me, which is the best reward ever is the salvation, the protection, the refuge of God, where he keeps you in that place where you feel like you might be sinking and he is right there. You aren't always seeking. But God is always there. Think about that. Let that sit for a moment. That is such a great reminder of the awesomeness of a wonderful God that we serve. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing when you have an expectation for a friend or a spouse or a mother or a father, or a family member, whoever, to be there for you when you need it. It's a good thing, it's nice, but it's not a constant. And God is constant. There's never gonna be a time in any type of day, no matter what it is you're going through, that God is not right there. He will not abandon you. He will not turn his back on you. He said, I will always be there for you. I will not forsake you. I will not leave you down. And I'm going to be there when you're up. I'm always there. And so always understand that when you call upon God, you're not just talking in the air. Just because you don't see him or feel him. It's not to say that God is not there. He's untraceable. You cannot form him. You cannot build up enough altars to praise him enough. God is just constant. Always, always providing. Always, always there. Everything about God is everlasting. His joy, his peace, his love, his faithfulness. It never stops. So that's the hard part that I think about for myself is there's that constant the consistency, the frequency, the unlimited power and grace and mercy of God. And then here I am. I turn my back. I forget. I give up. I got lazy. And I didn't take the time to return the love. Uh, What a great love. What a great love that in the midst of us feeling weak and 
not having it all together, God still is. He still is constant. So you could call upon the Lord because he's worthy to be praised and he will save you from your enemies. Let's look at Psalms 50, ooh, excuse me, Psalm 55 and verse 16. And it says here, but I call to God and the Lord will save me. See, it doesn't matter the time or day, because even the next verse says, evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. It doesn't matter the time. It doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. The thing is, in this calling, be open. That you don't want to continue in this cycle of repeating your life over and over. The same things over and over. Going to God with the same momentum over and over and not expect a change. Because in the presence of God, there is change. For those of us who truly are calling on the name of God. Who believe. Because we will bear a life that reflects that. Even in your mistakes and struggles, there is still the turnaround. There still is victory in Jesus Christ because you are not being settled and satisfied in your sin. You're not okay with the ordinary. You're not going to, you know, just bow down to other people's opinions. You're not going to just stay and wait, but you're going to go hungry after God. There's that expectation, that determination, that even when I'm vexed and I am just really at my lowest point, God is there when I moan and I can't even form the words. I'm in so much pain, the tears just fall down. I can't control it because of the agony, the loss. God steps in when you call on him. He will save you in that time. No matter what the situation, but call upon him in hope, in expectation, in belief, God is faithful. When you call upon him, you must trust him. You must commit your way to the Lord. Let's look at Psalms 37 and verse 5. Glory to God. I thank, I thank God for his word. And it says, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. That is a promise and a guarantee, beloved. God is not a God who is just having his arms folded, just waiting, and then won't act. God will act when you're committed. When you commit to him to, with expectation to know that he is rewarded to those who diligently seek him. When you give your desires, when you trust him, won't he bring it to, bring it to pass? God will. When you lay in wait and God and, and just patiently be still in his presence, you will prosper in your way. But you must acknowledge him. You must call upon him. And then you must trust him. You must obey him. You know, how, how is it that it's, it could be so easy for us to get up and go when somebody who is a stranger to us, ask us to do something 
Some of us could be real quick to, to please and act on that. But then when it comes to the holiness and righteous God, we could pause and wait and think, oh, is that really him? Oh, is that? God will make your ways prosperous. Don't fret. Don't second guess. Don't doubt. Don't be unstable. When you call on him, believe. Trust in him. And God will make it come to pass in a most exceeding way. In a most exceeding way. So let's look at uh, Psalms, excuse me, verse 62 and verse 8. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Is that not confirmation? Is that not comforting, beloved? That trust in him at all times. Do not waver. Don't be sometimey. Be consistent before a consistent God. Give your all to him. Pour out your heart because God is our refuge. He's our protection. He's our safety. That is worth praising God. That is worth serving a God like that. And then when you trust him, which is such a huge part in this, it's easy to follow, it's easy to obey, and then it's even easier to give. It's easier to give all that you are to God. You could go to him and he is available. He is there. He's not gonna just tell you what you like and and please those emotions. He's gonna give you some substance, some meat. He's gonna help you. You're gonna get you're gonna get way more out of him than you ever gave to him. Now, isn't that something? Now let that marinate. Because you could actually feel like you're giving your all, which might feel like a lot. But God is much more than that. He'll even take that and make it better. He'll deal with that thing better than the way you gave it to him. So God is saying in Matthew 11 and starting at verse 28, God is saying, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Which goes with the fourth thing about resting in God. You know, it's important to give to him because in giving, in that release, that release of tension and stress and anxiety, when you really let go and you give to God, you find out that all that heightened emotions that you were feeling, when you give to God, he gives you peace and stability. He irons it all out for you. He takes out all, all of it. And he really, really at this point is imparting to you that he got it handled, that it is going to be okay. 
when you adjust your attitude and you decide and you're determined that I want better and the only way I could get it is from God, you realize how much time you wasted and the peace of God It surpasses all understanding the way you think and feel and act. God's peace is so much more bigger than that, that in turn you get, you find rest. You were losing hope. You were losing sleep. You were losing money. You were losing friends. You were losing all this stuff. And you then begin to realize that peace, baby, that rest, my God. There's nothing like it. You didn't lose. You're finally getting rearranged here. You know, you're finally not holding on to toxic, negative, um, just gullible thoughts. It's, it's, It's that letting go, that ability to breathe in and out and know how grateful you really should be because it could be much worse and people often are going through more than you and God is right there put the pieces back together and show you a better way now you could smile and it'll be a real smile you could serve and it will be a servant's heart you could be faithful and, you know, it, it's, it's, it won't be anything to you anymore. Other things, the media, television, activities won't have so much importance when you're in the presence of God. And that brings me back to why, you know, we could become so frustrated because it's so awesome. And oftentimes we take it for granted or oftentimes we just go through the day and forget. It's so important to take time to read the word of God, allow the Holy Spirit to teach and train and and really instruct you and knowing the faith and love and mercy of God. That's what equips you and prepares you for the day in and the day out. Amen. And now we're going to look at um, Psalms 91 and 1. And so I'm just going to go through these. I'll just read these to you. Psalms 91.1 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Glory to God. Beloved, you have nothing to fear. You don't have anything that needs to hold you back. Psalms 23.3 says, He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. God is with you. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God is preparing you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. On high. He is our blessed assurance. He is our blessed hope. He is the returning, soon coming king. We're not looking for another. Jesus already came. We're ready for his return. God be the glory. He deserves all honor, glory, and praise, beloved. 
So John 14, 27, I will leave this with you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. God is going to prepare a place for you. There must be a lot of places he's preparing because he's individualized it that he's preparing a place for you. God is getting everything ready for you. We need to be in order. We need to be in order and there's no better time than right now. Beloved, what are you created for? You are created to let go. Take a deep breath in, hold it, let it out. Just like you let go of that breath, let go of these disturbed thoughts, stress, anxiety, damaged dreams and hopes. It's time for a turnaround. And there's no better source, there's no better father, there's no better light in this world than God. God will keep you, he will sustain you, Throw all those thoughts and ideas to him. Have a determination about it. Obey him. Read his word. The answer is there and is found only in Jesus Christ. Beloved, God bless you. Take care of yourself and better yet, take care of each other. God bless.